We bless you. Father, we exalt your name this morning. We thank you because you are the eternal King. You are the eternal Lord. There is none that compares to you in heaven or on earth. There is no other that is thrown as God. You are the eternal and everlasting King. You are the one that sets the order in the heavens and you establish that same order here on the earth. It is you, great and mighty God, that we stand before. It is you, great and mighty King, that we rise up to every day. You are the father of our lives and you are the source of all things. Baba, we thank you. Father, we thank you. This morning, I want you in your own words to just begin to glorify the name of the Lord. Begin to glorify the name of God because he is the wellspring of life. He's the eternal source of our existence. Father, it is you that we stand before. This morning, we shut the voices of the enemy. We shut every kind of voice that Satan wants to raise up to make it impossible for us to enter into your presence fully by the power of the Holy Spirit and the intentionality and effectiveness of the blood of Jesus. We shut those voices right now in Jesus' name. Our Lord and our King, we begin to declare that this morning is consecrated and dedicated unto you. We begin to declare that this morning is lifted up unto you. Father, as we come upon your prayer, upon your heels, O God, every time we stand in your presence, Father, it is a time of transformation. The Bible declares that they beheld him and their faces were lightened and they were not ashamed. Father, as we come before you this morning, we decree, O oh God, that we are beholding you. We decree that your glory and the light of your presence is falling upon us. Father, we thank you because as we stand before you, O oh God, we are being transformed into that same image. Everything on the inside of us is changing. Baba, we thank you because we know that we may be in our rooms, our living rooms, anywhere we are in our houses, O oh God, but we know that we are standing on battlegrounds. We know that we have opened warfare this morning. So God, as we stand in your presence, we decree and we declare that let the battle begin. Ah, Baba, let the battle begin on the inside of us, on the inside of us, the battle in the spirit realm, the battle in the soul realm, the battle in the mind realm. Father, let it begin this morning. Anything that seeks to rise up against the knowledge of you, anything that seeks to rise up against your authority, your dominance in our lives, Baba, let it be uprooted in the name of Jesus. We give you full authorization to do your will in our lives. Are we not your planting, oh God? Are we not your vineyard? Have we not been established by you? So have your way, oh God. Have your way, oh God. Do whatever it is you want to do in us. Do whatever it is you want to walk in us. We submit ourselves completely to you, Jesus. We wake up every day day, oh God, waiting for this moment of encounter, waiting for this moment of visitation, waiting for this moment, oh God, where you will come and sup with us. Angels of the living God, man, 
Position yourself in your array. For the sons of the king arise this morning. To declare the words of the king, to establish them here on earth. Thank you, Jesus. Karogo zelevele di bakura basante, shambraga dele di kosko feledi. This morning, oh God, we abandon anything that rises up against the knowledge of you. We abandon everything that pushes against the boundaries of our consecration, the boundaries of holy obedience, the boundaries of submission to your will, Father. We rise up against any of such things. We declare, oh God, that we are holy and we are completely yours. Even as we have entered this year, oh God, in prayer and in fasting, we declare that indeed it is a year that is consecrated unto God himself. Father, we declare that this month of January is our month of encounter. Father, I am praying for anyone on this call who is believing you for a miracle, miracle in their bodies, miracles in their minds, in their souls. Father, I ask that in the name of the Lord Jesus, let tumors begin to dry up this morning. In the name of Jesus, Father, we overturn the verdict of the doctors. We say that in the name of Jesus, to anyone who has been given a death penalty by reason of the prayer, as that we raise here today. Oh, let it be overturned in the name of Jesus. By the power in the blood of Jesus, we decree and we declare, oh God, that anyone on this call who is suffering from any kind of mental illness that has been oppressed by demons and voices have been whispered into their heads and they had even considered committing suicide right now by the power of the Holy Spirit. I harass that demon that harasses you and I do so by the blood of Jesus. I say Jesus has died and he stripes on his body. The marks that he took was for the sake of your liberty. And so right now I superimpose this injunction of the blood over your mind and over your body. I decree that in the name of the Lord Jesus that you are healed and restored. I shut the voice of that oppression. I shut the voice of those demonic activities. I decree and I declare that in the name of the Lord Jesus, you are set free. Oh, come on, pray this morning. In the name of the Lord Jesus, you are set free. Oh, Jesus, your name is effective and powerful. Father, I begin to pray for that individual whose business, when the year was shutting down, you said we are not just closing for the year, but we are shutting down the business. I hear the spirit of God says we should call for the spirit of resurrection. Again, that it is not time for that business to shut down. Oh, it is not time for that institute to shut down. Again, right now in the mighty name of Jesus, we call for the wind, the spirit of resurrection to infiltrate that business, that ministry, that institute right now, in the name of Jesus, I will say you shall live and not die. 
Come on, Mando Come alive in the name of Jesus. Come alive in the name of Jesus. Marogo I pray for that woman, Mando I see a woman on her knees by the side of her bed. That is where you stay to pray every day for that your son that has left the house. He sometimes he comes, but it's, he's always straying away and he's constantly smoking um, all kinds of things in their head. And you are afraid that you will soon get a call that he is dead. I hear the spirit of God saying he will leave and he will not die. Right now in the mighty name of Jesus, we begin to call on the blood of Jesus. The Bible says that even in that day, even the children that are dead, that the women who have faith will receive them back to life. This son is not dead. So in the name of Jesus, we begin to call for a turnaround in his life. We ask that the precious Holy Spirit, we meet him right there where he is. Let the weight of the conviction of God fall upon him right now. In the name of Jesus, we decree and we declare that we call an end to that season. We call an end to that season in the mighty name of Jesus. Even right now, we begin to pray for people who are struggling with addictions. Right now, I amplify the voice of the blood over your life. I amplify the voice of the blood of Jesus over your life. The Bible says the blood of Jesus speaks of better things than the blood of Aaron. The blood of Jesus speaks of better things than the, than the, sorry, than the blood of Abel. He speaks of better things than the sins. He speaks of better things than, 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 than the injustice. He speaks of better things than the abuse you have suffered. He speaks of better things than the pain on the inside of you. He speaks of better things than the emptiness on the inside of you. Right now, we amplify the voice of the blood. And in the name of Jesus, I command that stronghold to break. I command that chain to break right now. You are no longer going back. You are no longer going back in the name of Jesus. Yes, Holy Spirit. Yes, Holy Spirit. Oh, Jesus, we bless you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. According to your divine power, Lord God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. For you have broken the gates of brass and you have torn the bars of iron asunder. Thank you, Jesus. For you have broken the gates of brass and you have torn the bars of iron asunder. Thank you, Jesus. For you have broken the gates of brass and you have torn the bars of iron asunder. Thank you, Jesus. We bless you, Holy Spirit. 
We thank you for your presence here. And we thank you for the things you have already begun to do. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Praise God. I greet you all from across the world, wherever you may be. And I want you to know that God has already begun to heal and to touch and to restore people this morning. If you um, fall into any of these categories that we prayed about, or you know anyone, or you have somebody you are praying for, and you are believing God, um, receive healing and restoration within these categories, I need you to trust that the Lord has done it, that I need you by faith to check, um, because the Spirit of God indeed is at work in the midst of us. Um, this morning, we are talking about the divine. Remember yesterday I gave you a list of topics that we will touch on. Um, and this morning I feel like the Lord will have us touch on the divine. So, because I believe that's what the Spirit of God is doing this season. We are awakening our knowledge of his divine life. Um, before I go on, I had a dream some days ago and the Lord brought it back to my mind today as I prepared for this meeting and God said, say to my people, I am building up the walls. Um, I had in this dream, um, I went to my father's house and in the dream, he was building the fence, rebuilding the fence in our house, you know, and um, the fence was already high enough, but in this dream, he was taking it further up, you know, and it kept going up, kept going up. And I was like, Daddy, why are you, you know, raising the fence? And he said, oh, it's for security, you know? And I was like, is there something about to happen? What is going on and all? And he said, no, it's for security. We have to raise the fence. And he kept raising it onto the fence, became so high. I knew it was impossible for anybody to scale that fence or to jump in, you know, but I pretty much spent the whole dream talking to my, talking with my father about the fence and building it up. And when I woke up and the Lord said to me, he said, you do know that I'm not talking about your earthly father or your earthly family house. I am talking about, you know, this house, the king them and you know the fact that I am raising the walls and I am raising the walls of preservation I am raising the walls of protection I am raising the walls um, um, of covering around you and around my people and so today the Lord began to remind me of that dream and God said you know say to them that I am building up the walls and so I don't know who it is here that needs to hear that but the spirit of God says you know you have felt so vulnerable for a while and you have felt like you know what you know so many things are just penetrating into your life and breaking your boundaries and entering you know into your space and you have thought for so long like oh you know um how can I keep myself safe how can I protect myself but the spirit of God says it's not by power it's not by might but it is by my spirit says the Lord and God says in this season I am raising the walls of protection around you and in the areas where you have felt vulnerable and in the areas where you have felt like the enemy has easily penetrated into your life and has brought destructions but God says in this season I am raising the walls of protection I am rebuilding your broken walls I am rebuilding um, the protection around the things that you build and you raise and you know I even hear the spirit of God speaking about somebody who is consistently plundered and you have said you know I walk 
like an elephant, but I eat like an ant. You know, I struggle so hard, but I never see the reward of my labor. And the spirit of God says, in this season, I am raising the walls around you so that when you plant, you will reap. And when you store in your bands, you would have in the day that you need. And God says, I am bringing an end to that cycle, the repeated cycle of labor and no reward. And God says, in the season that you are coming into, you are coming into the season of reward. And the spirit of God says, I'm going to put upon you the anointing of Nehemiah, and I'm going to teach you how to rebuild your broken walls. I'm going to teach you how to rebuild um, the covering around your city. And the spirit of God says, even in this season, I'm going to release supernatural divine intelligence on how you can build systems of protection around that which you are erecting. And I hear this word for so many of us. God is going to begin to show you how to build systems of protection around your marriages, systems of protection around your children, systems of protection around your businesses. And God says it's going to just be, um, uh, it's going to come from a place of supernatural intelligence and knowledge. And you're going to see it and you're going to know it. You're going to see the places of lapses. You're going to see the places of brokenness. You're going to see where the hedges have been broken and where the enemy has been coming in, um, coming from. And God says, I'm going to show you how to rebuild it and how to raise um, protection around yourself. And so Lord Jesus, we receive this word in season and we say, Father, thy will be done in our lives as it is in heaven, in the name of our Lord Jesus. And I just pray for that um, woman. I see a woman who is going through um, very intense physical um, violence um, and, and is being abused. And you have said to yourself, oh, I, I can't leave. I don't know what to do. I don't know where else to go. And the Lord says, I am making a way for you in this season. And Jesus says, are you going to trust me and take my hands and let me lead you into a place of safety? For the spirit of God says, I have much for you to do. And you know, you haven't even begun. And the Lord says that all of this started when you dared to, to put your feet out. You, you just tried to step out a little bit. You know, he says, you just venture just a little bit into what you were able to do. And the Lord says in that moment, hell released the spirit of violence against you. And the Lord says, you are not done. I am not done with you. And Jesus says, will you take my hand and trust me? And I will lead you steadily into a place of safety because you have so much more to give to the world. And so Father, in the name of Jesus, I just pray for that woman right now. And I ask, oh God, that you will give her the courage that she needs to be able to step out by faith with you, taking your hands so that she will enter into the destiny that you have appointed for her. Because I know that there is divine destiny that is waiting for that woman. And so in the name of the Lord Jesus, we just call it forth and we pray for courage. We pray for confidence, oh God, and we pray for faith over her in this season. In Jesus' name, amen. Can, can we all just say amen and pray for that woman, wherever she may be, that the Spirit of God will give her the strength and confidence that she needs in this season. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Um,
So yesterday we spoke about a couple of things, just laying the foundation for, you know, uh, where we're coming from, from last year. And I remember ending yesterday with telling the story of God and how important it is to be, uh, to, to position ourselves in a place where the spirit of God can teach us the art of mastery and the spirit of God can bring us into a place where um, we, we, we qualify to, to, to carry the government of God upon our shoulders. And as we do so, we, we, we then come into alignment with a story that has been told thousands of years, even before we were born. And we fall in line as a character in the story of God. And I was speaking about being a character in God's story, about being a part of God's story and how that's what the Lord wants to do with us in this season. And, um, it is so critical because part of what the enemy tries to do is to make people believe, you know, you are just living out your own life. You are living out your own mission. You are living out your own destiny. And it has no connection to any big picture. It has no connection to anything great. That is a lie of the devil. But the Lord wants us to consistently remember that we were called, we were created to live out his story. Part of the things that I touched yesterday was the importance of us receiving our callings and our designation. And we went through the prayer of repentance. When we repented for the times that we have rejected the offices that Christ died to give to us, the offices that he literally bled to give us, the reason why he, the Messiah, the maker of the heavens and the earth, had to descend into hell just to be able to get for us everything that is ours. And when he was ascending, the Bible says he gave this unto us, he gave gifts unto us. And, you know, to some, he, he gave apostles, prophets. So it is not just an office, but it's a gift as an, as an operation in the spirit realm. And I touched about it and I said, hey, listen, receive the operation. And I talked about how it's not just in, you know, the church, within the walls of the church as we know it, and how all of these operations have the capacity to also empower us in um, in our businesses, in every other thing that God has called us to do, and how Jesus did not die to build just a system of worship, but Jesus died to raise a governing body that is able to represent him in every sphere of life, whether it be in government, whether it be in education, in religion, in marriage, you know, media, entertainment, wherever it may be, Jesus died to raise an effective vocal governing body that is able to represent him but you are not able to do so if you don't receive all that christ has already laid down for you all that he has given to you so we touched on these things yesterday and we did a lot of repenting and i said hey listen we can't come into 2023 asking the lord to give us you know all of these things that we want father bless me bless my children god vision strategy and all of that what happened to the strategy he gave us last year what happened to the things he commanded us to do so we began to pray prayers of repentance and just saying, Lord, have mercy, Father, forgive me, you know, for not responding to you on time, for not executing. And we just asked yesterday that the mercy of God we go and weigh in for us in the spirit realm and, you know, cause there to be restoration so that the things that we, we, we did not do in the year before will not become a reason why we cannot enter into the blessings of this year. So we just prayed that mercy will collapse time and in And in God's mercy, he will cause restoration to happen for us. 
Um, so today we are just making that transition from that place of, you know, being the ones that tell God's story into walking in God's divine life. Remember, this year is the year of the the great shifts and it's the year of the builders. So I, I encourage every single person as we speak, as we teach, as we pray to keep your mind on the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. Let him inspire you. Let him tell you the things that he wants to say, the things that he wants to lead you into. Allow the Holy Spirit to, to show you um, the things that he would have you build in this season, you know, so that every single thing that we are doing here, um, you know, will not come to waste. It, it will be able to empower you in your daily life. So today we're talking about the divine. In Second Peter chapter 1, from verse 2, it says, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through loss. Um, uh, so it says, but also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness and brotherly kindness love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted, even to blindness, and has forgotten that he has been cleansed from his own sins. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. For so, for, for so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Before we go on into the scripture about the divine you know, I just want to say quickly that part of the things that the Spirit of God was, you know, talking to me about as we crossed over from um, last year into this year is the reality of heaven and hell, you know, and I hope that at some point, um, maybe this month, maybe during an evening session that is not prayer rain, I will teach on the realities of heaven. And I may, I may teach a bit about hell, or I may get Prophet Adam to teach about hell, you know, um, but We'll teach about the realities of heaven. I don't know if you think that's a good idea. But one thing I found out is that there, there are a lot of believers today who actually have no idea about heaven and hell. And it just seems like, oh, that topic you should not touch, that place you should not go to. Ah, no, hell, hell, heaven, no, let's not go there. You know, but the truth is, how can we effectively live through this life or invest into the future when we have no picture of the future we are investing into the truth is we will not stay in heaven for very long but as it is right now heaven is um our central point of operation heaven is the base heaven is our administrative hub heaven is where we will go and our will be our temporary residence you know until we come back and rule and reign with christ and until the new heaven the new earth and you know jerusalem will come down and all of that but um 
How is it possible that we can effectively walk in this life when we have no idea what heaven looks like? And also even the reality of hell, you know, so if you're on this call, I would thank you, Chika. Maybe I'll have a private session with Chika because she's the only one that says it would be a great idea. So Chika, I will teach only you about the realities of heaven. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so present everyone. Um, so <laughs> um, if you um, if you want to be effective as a believer, you know, one of the things that you need to know is heaven and hell. It is very, very important because I we just have, I, I just sense, I just began to feel like God was saying, you see, we have so many people who have no idea what the life to come looks like. And I remember last year, I think I put my leaders through a, a training called the realities of heaven. And, you know, I made them write about 10 realities of heaven, you know, and it was a really, really powerful, um, you know, time of teaching and training. But one of the things that it does is that it opens you to encounters and it opens you to supernatural, divine, you know, encounters with God and with all that dwells in that realm. So um, we'll fix a date. Pastor Stephanie will let us know and we'll, we'll teach in an evening session, not doing prayer in, about the realities of heaven. But here is, um, and the realities of heaven and hell, very, very important. You know, what are the things that could make you end up in hell? You know, even though you've given your life to Christ, what can take you to hell? These things are very important. Sometimes we ignore them and, you know, we just want to satisfy our current lost and our current desires that we um, don't make room for God's expectations of us, but it's very, very, very important. It is real. People are dying every day and ending up in hell, you know, so what would be the use of all of this if at the end of the day, we are not where, you know, we're supposed to be. So second Peter one, so he was saying, he was saying that grace and peace be multiplied unto you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. He says, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and to godliness. So what has given us the power? What has given you the power that pertains to life and to godliness? It has come from his divine power. You know, he says his divine power. It's not just any kind of power. It is his divine power. It is a particular operation of God that has given you everything that you need for life and for godliness. He says, and he does this through the knowledge of Christ, through the knowledge of Jesus, you know, the one who called us by glory and virtue, which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. So through Jesus, so God in his divine power, through Jesus, gives unto us exceedingly great and precious promises. And through these promises, we now become partakers of his divine nature. So you need to understand what's going on. It all began with God's divine nature. And what he's aiming for is that we also now have that same nature. But the way that God does it is that he does it through Jesus. So Jesus is the medium. Jesus is the container. Jesus is the vehicle. Jesus is the platform through which we receive the divine nature of God. But through Jesus, what does he put through Jesus? He then locks it all up in great and precious promises. You need to understand this. This is why as a believer, you cannot joke with the promises of God. You cannot joke with the things that the Lord has said in scripture. This is why part of what Satan consistently tries to do is to derail us from what the Lord has said concerning us because he understands that locked inside of the promises of God are the capacities for us to enter 
enter into the divine nature of the Lord. Because at the end of the day, it is this nature that has the ability to walk in all the power, that has the ability to walk in all the glory that God has designated for us to walk in. So until we can enter into the place where we are partakers of the divine nature, you also understand what I'm talking about. We are not partakers of a kind of divine nature or some sort of divine nature. We are partakers of the divine nature of God. So what God is trying to do is, so the entire, um, the entire thing of God's divine nature, Jesus Christ, promises passed through Jesus Christ, resulting in our divine nature. All of that journey is to help us arrive at a place of transformation, is to help us arrive at a place of uh, a changed nature. So at the end of the day, all of this is about the nature. Stay with me, please, because we're talking about the divine. And as we talk about the divine, we'll go gently down into divine timing, divine objects. We'll look at um, divination and all of that, because I, I realize that what is happening is that we have a lot of Christians who go to church, but we don't have a lot of Christians who understand the life of the divine. We don't have a lot of Christians who understand spirituality. So we don't understand how to maneuver our way out of dark situations. Why? Because we don't understand the divine. But this is where it begins. It begins with recognizing that first of all, God wants to give you his divine nature. And God is the source. God is the, is the system of divinity. Everything that is divine comes from God. Everything that dwells in the realm of the divine comes from God. Any other kind of divinity you enter into outside of Yeshua is not of the Lord. It is darkness and it will corrupt, it will kill you and it will end you in hell. And I need you to hear me because today you see all kinds of things. I, in fact, I was seeing some ad on social media and somebody said, we don't even know at what point we have transitioned from beauty and skincare into now, we've not transitioned into skincare by Juju by all kinds of incantations, because you see all kinds of things, they're selling all kinds of things. Oh, my beautiful skin, my this one, this one. If you use this one to wash your skin, you use this one to wash your hair. You know, the things that before they used to hide in corner, in calabash, in houses. Now it's on social media. And once you can package it and give it a name and get one yellow girl to advertise it, everybody will receive it. So we don't even know where we have transitioned and we are dabbling into many things that are divine. But you see, the thing about the divine realm, it is all about cost. It is all about consequences. It is all about taking. It's all about receiving and giving back. Because you see, the, the things that dwell in the divine, they are consistently looking for human vessels through which they will traffic their intentions. So you see, there are many spirits in the realm of, of, of the divine that don't have the capacity to operate here on earth until they have partnership with man. And so many times we partner with all kinds of dark spirits. We partner with all kinds of hexes, spells, and incantations that hide behind culture and trends. And we don't know that that's what we are doing. And so when we partner with them, we give them the capacity that the power that they need to be able to operate here on earth. That is why anybody who will walk in the divine must first know the true nature of God, who is the source of the true divine. You need to know the nature of God because until you know the nature of God, you cannot judge the kind of divinity or divination you are getting into. I hope we're still together because you see that which you partner with is what fuels your life. And that which you subject yourself to is that which will 
establish its government in your life. The Bible says you are a servant to him that you yield yourself to obey. So what are you yielding yourself to? And you see, it comes down in different ways because it has different faculties and it has different modes of operation. So you yield through culture. You yield through character. You yield through expectation. You yield through promises. You yield through what you hope for. All of these things that we think are nothing, all these virtues like, oh, your character, your hope, your expectation, all of these things are vessels through which you yield yourself. And as long as you are yielding through these vessels, what you are yielding to determines what comes down and trickles into your life. So this is why you can have believers who are, um, are dealing with demonic oppressions and dealing with demonic possession because they are believers. They know that Jesus is Lord, but they are not experts and they are not intelligent about how the spiritual realm works. They are not intelligent about the pathways of divinity and divination. So many people are still dabbling in divination without knowing it. Lord, we open the wells of wisdom, knowledge, and revelation on this platform right now in the name of Jesus. We open the doors to the fire of God to burn on this call right now in the name of Jesus. God, we decree and we declare that there shall be an exposure of everything that is hiding and lurking in the corners of the lives of your people, whether it be in the form of physical objects, whether it be in the form of relationships, whether it be in the form of blood covenants, whatever it may be, oh God. God, we decree and we declare that there shall be an exposing, oh God, of all kinds of dark divinations in the life of your people. And we decree and we declare that there shall be the breaking of chains today in the mighty name of Jesus. So the spirit of God is calling us into a place of awakening and alertness concerning engagement with the divine that is not legal, you know, and legal according to the, to the ways of God. And we'll get there. So um, it says, so it comes from God. God's divine nature is what he's seeking to give to us because he doesn't want us to just experience divine encounters. He doesn't want us to, to come and go. He doesn't want his relationship with us to just be something that we experience, but for a moment. He doesn't want us to just talk about how we had an encounter and a light came into the room and this happened and that happened. Those things are great. Those things are beautiful, but God wants to give us his nature. And the way he does this is that he passes it through Jesus. But what does he pass through Jesus? He gives us promises great and precious promises. So the question that I have for you this morning is, do you know the promises that God has made to you? What are God's promises to you? What are the things he has said in scriptures concerning your life? For the next two minutes, I want you to begin to declare the promises of God. Declare the promises of God over your life. What has the Lord said? He has blessed you with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Oh, me that God has blessed, no man can curse. Begin to declare, 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 declare. What are the promises that God has made to you? What are the promises that God has made to you? What are the promises that God has made to you? Whatsoever I lay my hands to do will prosper. 
All things are working together for my good. Because I love God and I am called according to his purpose. Begin to declare God's promises. Declare them over your life. Declare them, declare them, articulate them. If you can type it, type it. Say it again and again and again. Let it filter into your life this morning. Let it filter, let it filter, let it filter, let it filter. Let it filter. Let it filter. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. In the name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus. You see, let me tell you what is happening. Those declarations you are making, those are heaven's transformation chambers. So as you begin to declare, as you begin to call to memory, as you receive these great and precious promises, something is happening to you. These promises are imputing into your spirit the nature of God. So for every time that you wake up and you hold your Bible and you begin to declare, oh, Mareka Zotele, you raise a psalm and you read out the psalm and you declare it and you receive it and you, you, you mutter it consistently, consistently, you chant it into the atmosphere until it sits in your spirit. What you are doing is that you are causing a reconfiguration to happen on the inside of you. And you are causing there to be a shift because you see the nature of a person determines the person's appetite. The nature of a person determines the person's response. The nature of a person determines the, what the person is comfortable with and what the person is uncomfortable with. So some of the struggles you have in your life, it's not a struggle of money, it's a struggle of nature. It's not a struggle of loss is a struggle of nature. It's not a struggle of powerlessness. It's a struggle of nature. So many times what you need is a transformation from a, a poor state of nature to another nature. But the only way that it happens is when you receive the great and the precious promises of God. Are we still together? When you receive the great and the precious promises of God. So I remember uh, when we came to America for holiday and in the first two, three days, I started feeling very nauseous, you know, and everywhere I went, I wanted to throw up, I wanted to throw up. And I was like, gosh, what's going on? Am I sick? What's happening to me? I started, you know, and in fact, at some point I just said to, uh, to one of our friends, I said, hey, Natalie Brian." you need to get me something very, very spicy, you know, and they're like, ah, I don't understand, is that what I said, trust me, that's what's wrong with me, Pepe, I need to eat Pepe, I need to eat Pepe, you know, and I remember that night, they went to the Indian restaurant, and they got um, some, you know, Indian sauce like this, and by the time I was eating it, it was as if deliverance was happening to me, deliverance from the spirit of nausea, as I ate the pepper on my whole body, it's as if my entire system was reconfiguring, reconfiguring, you know, and by the time we're done, I felt well. Me that I thought I was sick and something was wrong with me. It is called nature. It is called nature. My nature determines my response to places, to things. It determines my desires. In the same way, Eba, I don't know how people survive without eating swallow. You know, after a while, I begin to feel as if I'm no more anointed, as if there's something wrong with me. You know, I can't think straight. I'm not understanding what's really happening. You get ahead. So my nature, so by nature, no matter where I am, I look for a bar. I find a way to put things in place. You get so that I can 
focus and I can think because like this prayer right now would not be happening if I've not found a bar to eat in this America, you know? So it is nature that determines <laughs> it. <laughs> well, everybody here talking as if they are not in the same situation as me, but this is where God sees all of us. So my nature determines my appetites and it determines how I respond. It determines what I receive. It determines what I need part-time. So if the Lord changes your nature into his divine nature, it then tells you the things you are able to access. It then tells you that you will no longer desire pornography anymore. Why? Because your nature has changed. It will tell you that you will no longer be afraid anymore. Why? Because your nature has changed. It will tell you that you will now start hungering for prayer. Why? Because your nature has changed. So there is a path by which you access the divine nature. And it is in Jesus, by receiving Jesus and receiving the promises that are locked in Christ. But the question is, do you know who Jesus is? So we must come into a place where we begin to study Jesus all over again. Because Jesus, I always say to people that Jesus is not just a man. Jesus is many things. Jesus is a mode of operation. Jesus is a system by which all creation is held in place. Jesus is a well of revelation. Jesus is water and watering to the soul. Jesus is also a pathway. Jesus is also a door of opening. So there are many dimensions and operations of Christ. For you to be able to enter into these promises, you must come into the place where you study not just the man that lived called Jesus, but you study the entire deity of Christ and the embodiment of Jesus in himself. So for us to be able to enter into the divine, we must be students. You must consistently study. You must consistently read. You must consistently enter the place where you are searching. You must search on a daily basis. Why? Because the more you receive the promises that are locked inside of Christ, the more your nature changes. There are some warfares you don't fight by many prayer. You fight them by many revelation of who Christ is. As you enter into it and as you receive it, it locks you into a mode and it locks you into the mode of victory. So in verse five, he begins to say, but also for this very reason, giving all diligence out to your faith, virtue, to virtue, knowledge, to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, um, perseverance, perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For if these things are yours and they abound, you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So you just don't know Jesus. You don't know Jesus only through studying about Christ. You know Jesus through the addition of the virtues of Christ. So it says, add to your faith virtue. To virtue, add knowledge. To knowledge, add self-control. To self-control, add perseverance. To perseverance, add godliness. To godliness, add brotherly kindness. So that means all of these virtues, all of these things are tangible. You can add them. You understand? That means they exist in the spirit realm. You can hold brotherly kindness. You can hold virtue like this. They exist. If not, God will not say add it. But you cannot add a thing that you cannot reach. So that means we, it is not out of your reach to be a person of perseverance. It is not 
out of your reach to be a person of brotherly kindness. It is not out of your reach to be a person that has godliness. So God says, hey, take it and add it to yourself. So that means you can calculate where a person is in the knowledge of Christ by looking at the kind of virtues and values that the person has added to themselves. So if I see somebody that all that the person has is faith, then I know that, you know, that's where you are. There's only so much that you know about Christ. All that you say is, I have faith. I know that you say, mm, add to it. Add, give it all Add to your faith, virtue. Then after the virtue, you add knowledge. To the knowledge, you add self-control. All of these things will make sure that you are, no, you are never barren or unfruitful in the knowledge of Christ. That means the knowledge of Christ can give you fruitfulness. There are things that he produces in your life. Now, why am I laying this foundation? Because I sense that I cannot do the divine for only today. We'll do it for the next two days because, because God wants to move you and he wants to shift you into a new place and into a new realm. Now, that word divine is actually the Greek word called theos, T-H-E-O-I-S, theos. Is a Greek word called theos. And, you know, the word was used, um, I think, three times. Two times it was used for the, to represent divine, as we know it, but also one time it was used to represent the Godhead. So every time that the word divine was used, the word theos was used, it was speaking not just about the divine nature, but also is the word that is used to describe the Godhead. Now, I spelled it theos because somebody sent me messages to say, Pierre, please, your, your Greek Hebrew words, can you be spelling them for us? So here I am spelling it, but please, can you also do your own homework? Don't depend on me to only to be the one that, you know, go back, look for it, use the blue letter Bible study, find out these words. Now, um, but you, every time that Theos was used, Theos was used in by, by the Greeks um, as a general name for deities or divinities. So every time he said Theos, he was speaking about a deity or a divinity. But um, when he spoke about Elohim or the only true God, the Trinity, it's called a Theos. So of Christ, Holy Spirit, and the Father, Theos. Now, so the divine is usually that which pertains to spirits, angels, celestial beings that are taught to rule or control or possess various aspects of humanity or spheres of life. So that's why the Bible began to say, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, uh, rulers, you know, of darkness, you know, all of these things. Why? Because these things rule over um, territories and they rule over spheres and they rule over places. So today, as we were moving from Houston to Maryland, I began to pray and I, I began to just take control. I said, you know, as we cross the borders, Lord, as we cross the state line, Lord, I decree and I declare that the divine nature of God is, 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 is greater and is above any other kind of operations across the state lines and the borders. Lord Jesus, I superimpose the authority of your spirit and the authority of your blood over the different areas, oh God, that we are crossing in the name of Jesus. I decree and I declare that even in the air, I have the authority of the blood of Jesus. And I decree, oh God, that I possess, Father, the atmosphere, even in the city that I am going into in the mighty name of Jesus. Why am I doing that? I'm not being religious. It's because I understand 
understand this, that the divine usually pertains to spirits, celestial bodies, celestial beings that control and possess various aspects of humanities. Usually, you know, spheres of territorial ownership extend and it extends to like towns and nations and countries. So there are many times that some people have moved into different countries and they entered into certain battles that they did not know it was because of the boundaries that they crossed into. So every time I go to different nations, I am very careful to see what my struggle becomes when I enter that nation or even before I enter or after I have entered. Why? Because there are certain territorial spirits that rule and reign over certain places. And sometimes you realize that there are some places that some things are easy for you to do when you are there. And when you are not there, when you get into certain other atmospheres, you feel constrained and restrained from doing certain kinds of evil. Why? Because certain atmospheres have been sown as seeds to different kinds of spirits and, and, and deities and different kinds of what, you know, um, in those days they referred to as the divine. You know, so this usually signifies authority, you know, in the earth's human and social realms, you know, because territories are assigned, you know, to different kinds of things and different kinds of principles. You and also sometimes this deity powers that were believed in those days to control things like and uh, control and influence things like weather, vegetation, livestock production. You know, they were considered in those days, these deities were considered to be adept warriors or judges of human behaviors and executioners of divine edicts and penalties, you know. And if you notice in those days, every God that was raised was raised or every God that the people worshiped apart from our God was worshiped in line of something that it brought. So they had the gods who took care of fertility. They had the God who took care of vegetation. They had the God who took care of, you know, um, uh, um, so on and light and weather and all of these things, you know, why? Because it wasn't that they were fake or they did not have control. No, it's actually because that's how the spirit realm works. If you remember, the Bible spoke about the angels that are locked up in what we know now as Tartarus, that are waiting for God's judgment at the end of time. Why? What did they do? They left their natural boundary. They left their estate and they crossed over to go and enter into what God did not reserve for them. So in the realm of the spirit, their estates, their boundaries, their jurisdictions that govern operations in the spirit realm. So what the Lord begins to speak about giving unto us his divine nature. I need you to understand what we're talking about. He's giving us his feels. He's given unto us his operation as the Godhead. He's given unto us his operation as the one who reigns and rules over territories and over nations and over places. So there are some people that enter into marriages. And from the time you enter marriage, you began to experience the same kind of penalties and judgments and struggles that the people from that house are experiencing. Why? Because you came into covenant, um, but, but you did not, first of all, know the covenant you were entering to, and you did not come with a superior knowledge or you did not activate the superior power of the covenant of the blood of Jesus and the knowledge of Christ over the covenant that you came into. And so you'll be struggling for years. And so some people have driven out spouses and say, since I married you, they say, no, 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 you don't need to drive out the spouse. You just need to activate a superior covenant and you both need to come into the knowledge of the operation of God, the divine nature that is higher. That's why he 
he says, I have to give you my divine nature because you are playing on a divine field. You are playing a divine game. All of creation knows it. Only you don't know that you are in the realm of the divine. And in the realm of the divine, it is by assignment and territorial um, um, designations. And you are constantly moving, constantly moving. You are mobile in the spirit realm, but you have no understanding of the governance and, and systems of operations of these places. And so, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, this morning we begin to pray, first of all. And we say, God, in the name of our Lord Jesus, that, Father, you break us free from anything that we have ignorantly thrown ourselves into that we did not know. Father, that we broke boundaries, we entered into territories, Father, and we are now experiencing certain struggles that we should never have experienced by reason of our ignorance and our lack of knowledge of how to engage in the realm of the divine. Father, we ask for your help this morning in the name of the Lord Jesus. God, we ask that the blood of Jesus that the blood of Jesus will come and in the mercy of God will come and liberate and remove us from the consequences of imputing and embedding ourselves in a governing, governing system that we had no knowledge was not in submission to you. Baba, we understand, oh God, why you want to give us your divine nature and we ask that in the mighty name of Jesus, that you give us another chance, oh God. Father, I am praying for deliverance, oh God. Father, I am praying for liberty and liberation, oh God, upon the life of anyone, Baba, who is in any form of captivity by reason of a divine place that they entered into and they did not know. God, I ask that by the spirit of revelation, oh God, that you begin to create a way of escape for such a person in the name of our Lord Jesus, because in this year, 2020, three, Baba, we will make every shift, we will make every move, we will transition from every place that we need to leave so that we may enter into the fullness of the operation of Christ in the name of Jesus. We decree and we declare that we are under the government of God and God alone. We decree and we declare that we are not under the government of the seasons of this world. We are not under the government of the seasons of this broken earth. But Father, we decree that we are removed from the consequences of a broken system of the earth and we are escaped. Established, oh God, within the system of your divine nature in the name of Jesus. Oh, Zakira Bahaya, thank you, Holy Spirit. I hope we are together. I hope you are praying. I hope you are praying. I hope you are praying. I hope you are praying because the Spirit of God is bringing people out of places that you were never meant to be. He's pulling you out of certain captivities. And I see the Lord drawing you out of demonic cycles that were activated by hell. And so it has been like a loop going over and over again. It's playing in a loop. Father, we break the hold of any kind of demonic loop. We break, we scatter the rhythm and the melody of hell that is playing over the lives of your people. Father, kill is over here. Kill is over here. Kill is over here. 
Ahikande veledele deleve kelanasha. Ishkombe likra egande kutuba lakase. We break any kind of demonic melody and rhythm. Elezovrenekele moshanda. Dale 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 dale. That has become an open door. Mesovreketi. To certain kinds of deities. Mantole velegedeska. We decree and we declare. Kazovre ingedi. That we are hid in Christ and Christ in God. In the name of our Lord Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, in this year 2023, we operate above, we operate above any kind of deity, any kind of power that is operating territorially, that is operating tribally, that is operating generationally. We operate above it by the power of the Holy Spirit. I declare over my life that you, E.C. Benedicta Igeneba, you are awakened, you are enlightened, you have revelation concerning the operations in regions, in territories, in the name of Jesus. And you stand tall and you stand up above their influence in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 You know, the Bible declares in Proverbs 16, verse 10, it says that the lips of a king speaks as an oracle and his mouth does not betray justice. And the Bible says he has made us kings and priests unto himself. So we have become the oracles of God. We have become the fields. We have become the ones that carry the divine nature inside of us. Why? Because this is what God is seeking to do to raise kings all over the earth for himself. So when Satan is at attacking you. He's not attacking you as a small boy. He's not attacking you as an usher. He's not attacking you as a businessman. Satan is attacking you as a theos. He's attacking you as the divine because he understands it and he sees it and he knows God's plan. So he attacks you from the place of the exceedingly great and precious promises of God. That's where he attacks you from. He doesn't attack you from the place of your broken and limited expectations. So you, it is in your best interest to rise up into the promise because when or not you rise up in it, you will be attacked based on God's promises, not based on where you are at. So it is good to enter into the fullness of the promises. Now, it says his divine power has given us all things, everything we need for a godly life, everything that is needed. And so this morning, I want you to pray, God, according to 2 Peter 1 verse 3, Verse, Peter 1, verse 3 to 4, that you have said that your divine power has given unto me everything I need for a godly life through the knowledge of Christ. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you enroll me in the school of Christ. Enroll me in the school of Jesus. Make that prayer. Enroll me, Holy Ghost, in the school of Christ. I want to know Jesus. I want to understand Jesus. I want to have revelations of Jesus. I want to have encounters with Jesus. I want to carry the burdens of Jesus in my heart. I want my soul and my spirit to be receptive to Jesus. I want everything inside of me to cry out for Jesus. I want the cells in my body to yearn for Jesus. I want my heart to beat for Jesus. I want my emotions to, to, to cry out, to be enveloped with passion for Jesus. Holy Ghost, enroll me in the school of Christ. Enroll my life, 
Enroll my children, enroll my husband, enroll my ministry, enroll every part of me in the school of Christ. Because until I know Jesus, I cannot know the great and precious promises that you have for me. And if I don't know it, I cannot know the divine life. I cannot access it. And God, I am playing in the field of the divine on a daily basis. So God, I have been limited because I have been limited in my knowledge of Christ. So today, Lord Jesus, I ask that you pull me into the place where Christ is known, into the place where Christ is taught, into the place of the education of Jesus, where we are educated on the nature of Christ, the divine Christ, the Christ that came as a man, the resurrected Jesus, every component, every part of him I want to know. I want to know you, Lord. 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 That I may know him and the power of his resurrection. And Romy Holy Ghost in the school of Christ. Zavaledo. Open my eyes that I may see my master. Open my ears that I may hear the lover of my soul. Touch my heart that it may beat once again for Jesus. Lord, I want to know you. Lord, we want to know you. Open my ears that I may hear. All of creation singing the praises of Christ. Touch me, O oh God, that I may long and I may pant after you. Even when I drink from the rivers of Christ, do not let me be satisfied, but let me go again and again and again and again until I become a river that is overflowing like him. Baba, let everything about my human nature be suspended. Until I am fully dipped in the nature of Christ. That Christ in me is my hope of glory. Let Christ live in me. Let Christ dwell in me. I don't just want Christ around me. I don't just want Christ before me as a Bible study. I don't just want Christ in a prayer meeting. I want Christ in me, inside me. I want the fullness of the oppression of Jesus to be embedded in my life. I want the fullness of the oppression of Christ to rest in my spirit man, in my physical man, in the name of the Lord Jesus. I want Christ to fill my daily living. I want Christ to fill my thoughts. I want Christ to fill my imagination. Let Christ live in me, that I live in him. Let every part of me be Jesus-saturated. Come on, somebody cry out for him. There is no divine life without Jesus. There is no access to the promises without Jesus. There is no revelation of the fullness of God and heaven without Jesus. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Oh, Because I want to see your face. 
I want to know your ways. I want to touch your grace so I can live your days. I want to see you. Oh, I want to see you. And I want to see your face. I want to know your ways. I want to touch your grace so I can live your days. I want to see you just the way you are. I want to see you. And I want to see your face. I want to know your ways. I want to touch your grace so I can live your days. I want to see you. And I want to see you. Lord Jesus, this is our prayer. This is our hunger. This is our desire. This is our cry that we may step into the well of the revelation of you. Nothing else in this life matters, God. Nothing else. For all things have been made by you and for you they were created. Jesus, it is all about you. It is your story. It is your life. It is for you we were made and it is unto you we will return. So Jesus, help us to get our spiritual priorities right. Help us to get our eternal priorities right, oh God. Remind us this day that it is all about Christ. As we fast, as we pray, as we pant, let every day, let every moment of this day be dedicated to the search of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. You know, as you go through today, I want you to keep making that prayer. Just keep saying, God, I want to know Jesus. I want to know Jesus. Teach me about Jesus. Show me who he is. You know, because one of the things that Satan does is to veil and to cover Christ. He will allow us see everything else. You know, ah, powerful worship, powerful meeting. Hey, powerful sermon, powerful that. Everything else but Jesus. Everything else but the knowledge of Christ himself. Chasing after anointing, chasing after the third realm, the fifth realm, the portals of this, the, this one of this one, open heavens, better ladders, all kinds of things, nomenclatures, apart from Christ himself. But the truth is without Christ, without the knowledge of Christ, you are most likely to fall into some kind of demonic variation that will eventually end up in your death and will end up in your torment. And I have seen it consistently as a minister where people wake up one day and they are chasing after knowledge and you begin to say all kinds of high and lofty things. Oh, you know, ah, angelic encounters, ah, and water turning to this one. Hey, this thing levitated as I was praying. That one, all kinds of things, searching after things. And many times they have seen people end up with mental struggles. I've seen people being possessed by things because they open their spirit and their souls to things. And at the end of the day, they are struggling. Why? Because you did not go through the only gate, which is Christ. 
So in a generation that is constantly seeking for knowledge, in a generation that is consistently hungry for seemingly powerful things, I beg you this day, and I encourage you this day to get your spiritual priorities right. Everything must flow through Christ. Go back to Jesus. Go back to the searching of Christ. Go back to him. Before we go, because I haven't, this is just the foundation. Tomorrow we'll continue. But one thing I want to um, quickly say is, because I've been touching on opening strange doors in the spirit realm. Because remember, this year, 2023, there's going to be a lot of spiritual activities. There are lot of spiritual activities in other years, but there will be a lot and heightened spiritual activities in this year, because for Satan to be able to cause multiple shifts to happen, tomorrow we'll look at divine timing. You know, for Satan to be able to cause multiple shifts to happen and for him to be able to try to, remember what the Bible says, he's constantly seeking to change the times and the laws. That's Satan's strategy, to enter into the time and the calendar, and he's trying to alter God's calendar. But if we don't have spiritual gatekeepers who are astute in the knowledge of God and the movement of God to know that this is what this season is about and stand guard over it and everything you build and everything you erect is 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 in the bid to preserve what the calendar of God is saying if we don't have such people Satan will be able to change the times of the earth he'll be able to change the timings and then he he will also use the laws against us so what he's doing is that he's trying to stretch out the time that Jesus will come as much as possible he's stretching it so that he would increase his timing to to persecute the saints, he will increase the timing um, to which he can, you know, just evoke evil on the earth and draw away and entice as many people as possible to hell. So we need to be very, very astute in the knowledge of, you know, times and seasons and preserving the times. Now, because this year is one of those kind of years where we're going to see a lot of spiritual activities. <laughs> We now need to know at what point doors and gates are open in the spirit realm and where false divine life is coming from. Because there is a lot of that even in the church. There are a lot of things that you see that are not of God. And you're like, where is this coming from? Where are these teachers coming from? How can you ground it in scripture? Everyone who knows me, who works closely with me, all the people that I mentor and I train, anything you ask me, I will say, take it back to the word. What does the Bible say? Where is it in the Bible? No matter how much it benefits me personally, I want to go back and say, okay, check, 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 check. Is it in scriptures to act this way, to do it this way? Because every time you erect a new kind of policy or law that is anti-scripture, you have opened a gate that Satan can penetrate through to enter your life and to bring destruction, either to your life, to a community or to a people. So we have to be very careful. So if, if you look at 1 Samuel 28, verse 8, it says, and in those days it came to pass that the Philistines gathered their armies together for warfare to fight with Israel. And as she said unto David, know that assuredly that thou shalt go out with me to battle, thou and thy men. And David said also to her, she surely thou shalt say, thou shalt know that thy servant can do. And she said to David, therefore, Will I make the keeper of, of my head forever? Now, Samuel was dead. 
Hear me. Now Samuel was dead, and all Israel had lamented him and buried him in Ramah, even to his own, even in his own city. And Saul had put away those that had familiar spirits and wizards out of the land. So Saul had done the right thing. He had chased them away. Those who had familiar spirits, those who had who were practicing witchcraft, wizards, all of them. He says, When Saul inquired of the Lord, and the Lord answered him not, neither by dreams nor by Urim, nor by the prophets. Then said Saul unto his servants, seek me a woman that hath a familiar spirit that I may go to her and inquire of her. And his servant said to him, behold, there's a woman that had a familiar spirit at Endor. Hold on, this is the story of the witch of Endor and how Saul went to her. But how did this happen? The Bible says that number one, there was a problem. They had gathered against Saul to come and attack him. He was having serious financial issues, having serious marital issues. Oh, the child is about to die. Oh, you have married for 10 years, you've not gotten pregnant. Oh, at work, they don't want you to drink water and keep up. Every time, anything you do, there's one problem or the other. All kinds of things, there were issues against Saul. Second thing that happened, Samuel had died. Samuel was like his spiritual leader, his spiritual mentor, the one that had the ability to tell him this is where to go, this is how to navigate, this is where to pass, this is what to do. You know, Samuel was no longer available. The pastor that used to carry you up and down, that used to mentor you and teach you is no longer there. Your relationship has been severed from your spiritual sources. All kinds of things are happening. Samuel had died. Number two, number three, he says he inquired of the Lord. He was no longer having dreams. He was no longer having visions. The Urim and the Torim, nothing was being revealed to him. Even the prophets in the land did not have any word for him. The heavens had sealed up. Now, these are usually the three things that happen to you when you're, when you're, how do I explain it? These are the three setups that usually happen that drive a lot of people to go and seek for another pathway into the divine. Be very careful. When you are going through issues, when you are separated from your spiritual system, nourishment system, and when it feels like God is not speaking, when these things happen, people are usually drawn into seeking another form of the divine. They are usually drawn into seeking another way to hear God, another way to receive from God, another way to... Um, get, get a message from the Lord. And I see it even today in churches with believers. Many people are going to all kinds of places. But what should Saul have done? Saul should have gone back to God and repented. Saul should have laid flat on his face and cried out to the Lord. When you enter a season where you feel like, I'm no longer hearing the voice of God, I can't sense him like I used to. It is time to do some drastic things. It is time to make some drastic measures. Tear your garments, go into prayer and fasting. Wear your sackcloth, put your ashes on your head. Separate yourself for a while from the things that you enjoy doing. It is time to seek the Lord. It is not time to go and look for another, an, an alternative source. It is not time to go and be looking for another prophet that will not prophet lie to you what you want to hear. It is time to go back to God because the question is, why is the Lord not speaking? Why? If he has locked his voice into creation, if he has locked his intention into creation, why does it feel like he's not speaking? Go and seek the Lord. He says, if you seek me, you will find me. When you have sought me with 
all your heart. So maybe there's a portion of your heart that is given to something else. That's why it is not hearing the Lord. That's why it's not seeing the Lord. But what did Saul do instead? Because we're talking about the divine and, and dealing inside of that space. So what then happened to Saul was he did not know the time that he drifted from the way of the Lord and he drifted in his desperation into another space that he was never meant to get into. So Saul said, go and find. So the thing that he had put away, he went and he brought it back. Hear me. You may be on this call and there are some things you had put away from yourself. 10 years ago was the last time you dealt with that kind of issue. 20 years ago was the last time you found yourself in that kind of situation. Five years ago, the Lord had dealt with it and it is resurfacing. Let me tell you what Satan is trying to do when things like that happen is that he's trying to open a door, an alternative door to another kind of demonic divination that will come and eventually make you mad and tear the kingdom away from your hand. That's what the enemy is trying to do. Be very careful. Once you see a thing you have put away, it starts returning. I am telling you that the end that Satan is looking for is how he can take you away from your inheritance in God and he will cause you to lose your mind. And when I say lose your mind, not be everybody went naked, not be only went naked, nine day crazy. There are people that are not well, that are fully clothed and are sitting in boardrooms, but their minds have been given to all kinds of perversion. Their minds have been given to all kinds of manner of thinking that is anti-godly. And so they are consistently going down that demonic rabbit hole. The, the hole is dipping consistently. One of the signs you know that Satan wants to take you there is that the things that you have put away, he said he had put away the wizards, the witches, and all kinds of demonic incantations and spells and all. He had chased them out of the land. The purity you had fought for, the sanctification you had fought for, the borders you had fought to preserve in godliness and righteousness, you now begin to break them again. You now begin to open the door again to the kind of things that God by revelation delivered you from. You now begin to say, well, there is grace. Ah, people of God, Satan wants to capture you. He wants to take the kingdom away from you and he wants you to lose your soul and your inheritance. That is the aim of hell. So this morning, as we go further in, I just want us to pray before we go deep into this matter and say, my God, if you are on this call and you, as I'm speaking, you are hearing, you are seeing yourself and you are seeing the setup of hell against you. You are seeing the mechanization of the demonic realm against you. He has isolated you. You can't seem to find anywhere you can say, this is my spiritual stronghold. You don't seem to have it, no Samuel again. And then problems upon problems upon problems are happening. And then you are speaking and God is not, not speaking back to you. Just know. And then you are not beginning to say, well, this masturbation that I left before, it's not really that bad. After all, it's my hand, it's my body. Hey, it's a lie. Satan is coming for you. Ah, you know this gear uh, that I had deleted her number. Let me go and find this somewhere, somehow. Satan is coming back for you. Ah, you that before you could not touch anything that belonged to God, your title and your offering. Hey, you don't joke with it. The moment the Lord says so, you will carry it quickly. You are running to the altar. Now you are raising all kinds of standard as to why it is not like this. I, I can tie it to... My, my grandmother in the village, all kinds of things. Listen to me. The moment you begin to revisit with another kind of criteria, the holy things that the Lord had used in delivering you and establishing you in royalty, in spiritual greatness, and you knew that you had entered into a place of liberty, but all of a sudden, you are not beginning to think you can redefine the standards of grace. 
please, Satan wants to take something away from you. So, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I need you to pray with me. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Father, we close the door to this demonic cycle that Satan is trying to open in our lives. We decree by the power of the blood of Jesus that we shall not return to the things that we have put away by revelation. Father, we decree that you will give unto us even what we need to seek you because we don't know how to seek you accurately. We don't know how to search for you the way we should. So Father, by the power in the blood of Jesus, we, we submit ourselves to you. We submit our hearts. We submit our minds. We submit our expectations. We submit our struggles. We submit our victories. We submit everything to you in the name of Jesus. We decree and we declare that we will not take any shortcuts that will lead us into captivities, any spiritual shortcuts to finding God. We will not take it in the name of Jesus. But Baba, today we say, give us the grace to pay the needed price to find you. Give us the humility to wait on you. Father, we will not sell out our territories. Neither will we sell out the inheritance of our children and our grandchildren before their time. But God, we will not sell it out by our inability to seek you appropriately, but God will preserve the inheritance of generations to come by reason of our submission to you in the name of Jesus. I hope you are praying because what God is doing today is that he's saving somebody because what Satan is trying to do is open a demonic door in your life. And what seems like just engagement with one spirit will become a horde that will invade you. So, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we put the blood of Jesus over the entry points of our lives. We mark every entry point of our lives. I mark my eyes with the blood. I mark my nose with the blood. I mark my mouth with the blood. I mark my ears with the blood. I mark my hand with the blood. I mark my feet with the blood. I mark my head with the blood. I mark my belly with the blood. Every part of my being with the blood. I decree and I declare that I am a daughter that is marked by the sacrifice of Christ. I remember it daily. I will not take any spiritual shortcuts. I will not um, defend a thing that Christ has cast down. In the name of Jesus, I am in submission to the ways of the Lord. In Jesus' name. I hope you made that prayer. I hope you made that prayer with me this morning because God is doing God is doing a work of liberation in your life in the name of Jesus. And so he says that Saul went. I need to hurry up so that we can end. He says, and Saul went and said, call me the woman in verse eight. And Saul disguised himself and put on another raiment. And he went with two, two men with him. And they came to the woman by night and said, I pray thee divine unto me by the familiar spirit and bring him up whom I shall name unto thee. And the woman said unto him, behold, thou knowest what Saul had done. So she didn't know it was Saul. What Saul had done, how he had cut off those that have familiar spirits and wizards out of the land, whereof then you are laying a snare for my life to cause me to die. And Saul swore to her by the Lord, hey, saying, as the Lord liveth, there shall be no punishment that will happen to thee for this thing. No, please, I need people to understand what's going on here. So here is somebody who knows the Lord, 
consulting with familiar spirits, familiar demons, which is what some of us are still doing today. You go on the internet, you say, you see, they say, oh, palm readers, palm this one, know your star, astrology, this one, you two, you will click and go there. Please, you are opening a door of destruction to yourself. One grandmother, one auntie told you, eh, let us check now. She is just to check. I have one baba. I have one prophet. I have one this. And you too, you went. Somebody is still enforcing a culture on you that you know that what is backing this culture is a demonic spirit, a, a, a fallen angel, a deity that gave your grandfathers a law that they should follow. And that deity is consistently still showing up in generations as long. Don't you understand how things work? When God wants to establish himself for generations, he will lock a divine order into a new culture of living. So as long as the people continue in that culture, the divine order consistently exists. So when deities want to continue to infiltrate family lines and family systems, and they want to continue to show up in generations, they would establish a culture. And as long as you do it, that deity has entrance into your life. Now, so here is Saul engaging with a familiar spirit. He knows the Lord. The same way that many of us know the Lord. We know God, but you are continuing. You have joined all kinds of groups that you don't even know. What's going, what, 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 is, what are they really doing in that group? What are they really consulting there? You are chasing all kinds of spirits and now you are being tormented. He says, and so, he says, no, don't you know? And so said, I swear to you by God that nothing will happen to you. So he knew the Lord and he's swearing by the name of the Lord for something that he knows is not of the Lord. And so I swear to her by the Lord saying, as long as the Lord liveth, there shall be no punishment that will happen to thee for this thing. Then the woman said, who shall I bring up to thee? And he said, bring me up Samuel. And when the woman saw Samuel, she cried with a loud voice. And the woman spoke to Saul saying, ah, why hast thou deceived me for you are Saul? And the king said to her, be not afraid. For what did you see? And the woman said unto Saul, I saw gods ascending out of the earth. And he said to her, in what form is he? And she said, a, an old man that cometh up and he covered it with a mantle and Saul perceived it was Samuel. Do you see the whole thing going on here? The woman is being, Saul is being lured into this whole demonic conversation by his expectations. What he wants, I want to see someone. It wasn't Samuel. It was a demonic spirit masquerading as Samuel. He says, I saw, perceived it was Samuel. And, you know, I went about to say what he was saying. You know, and even when the so-called Samuel came out, what did he tell him? He says, ah, if God has taken the kingdom from your hand, that is it. There's nothing that I can do about it. Listen to me. The end thereof is destruction. And there are all kinds of divinations that are happening today. There are many movies we watch as you are watching it. In fact, I, I came into my children's room as we were here in America. I saw them watching one cartoon. I said, hey, hey, when did you start watching cartoons that I did not watch first and I did not agree to? What's going on? I said, oh, mommy, no. Uh, this other, I said, hey. oh, Shanda, da, da. it's like you want to fast for seven days or seven nights. When did you start watching cartoons I did not allow you to watch? I said, oh, yeah, press it. Let me see. The something, something. Uh, some, some funny name. And then underneath they said, oh, the, the little girl was to rescue her, 
elder sister and then uh, through something spell and one thing I say spells. Let us sit down, sit down here. Of course, that brought us to another time of Bible study. I say spells and incantation. I say, so you were watching something, somebody was saying something, you don't know the meaning and you to your Saturday. I said, do you want to put yourself under devil's jurisdiction? Listen to me, many times, we allow ourselves get into all kinds of divination. You are watching all the things you are watching, vampire, this one, and devil slayer, this one, the witcher, the devil, remove your eye. Because many times you have entered into divination knowingly or unknowingly, and it has saturated your spirit with the perception of darkness, and it is making it impossible for you to effectively distill Christ into your life. This morning, I need us to break any kind of agreement, any kind of covenant, every kind of arrangement that we have with any kind of divinity or divination that is not of the Lord. This morning, whether knowingly or unknowingly, Baba, break it. Father, break it in the name of Jesus. It could be words that you said. And many of us have said to people, you said in the past, that's why today you are struggling. You have married, but you are struggling because you said out of marriage to somebody, ah, my soul belongs to you. My heart belongs to you. And you never took it back. And you thought that just by saying to another person, I love you, I will, I do. Do you take, I do, I do, I do. But don't you know that the Bible says a king speaks as an oracle. The words of an oracle cannot be taken back. So it must take you a higher oracle to speak against it over you to consciously say i reverse it or to set up a new law so you have to understand what divination looks like it is when you are moving outside of the government of god did god say to you that he's in agreement with that decision that you made if it is not of the lord and then you have added your word to it like so you have said as surely as god leave it you have carried your sanctified spirit and added to it you have joined yourself to it let us begin to break this morning because there is somewhere you are going to in 2023 and you must enter that place. Anything that is holding you back, anything that is making it impossible, anything that is pulling you back today, break it. It may be the things you said while you were sad, while you were broken, while you were in pain, you were crying, God, I'm tired, I'm hopeless, I am not this, I'm not good enough, I'm ashamed. Break it right now. Begin to say by the power of the Holy Spirit. I ask, oh God, that you overturn those words. Father, I declare that I am standing in your divine life. Any other kind of door that I opened, any other way in which I threw myself into any other kind of demonic process and I engaged in any other kind of divination, searching for you outside of your parameters. Father, have mercy on me and forgive me. Father, have mercy on me and forgive me. Father, have mercy on me and forgive me. Oh, it may be that I agreed with a new standard of the world and they said, ah, anybody who does this, you know, is, is now beautiful or this is the way to go. This is the way to do business. And many people in business are entering all kinds of divination, joining all kinds of clubs, agreeing with all kinds of principles for the purpose of prosperity. And you have locked yourself up with people who are constantly engaging in spells and hexes. Today, begin to repent and to say, 
God, have mercy on me. Have mercy on my soul. It may be you. It may be your spouse. It may be your children. Begin to ask for the mercy of God. Begin to ask for the blood of Jesus to break every chain, to break any kind of demonic entanglement, to rescue you from the snare of words, to rescue you from the entanglement of false demonic covenants. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Father, I ask for a reversal of the things that were instituted against me by reason of the doors that I opened. Father, in your mercy, by the blood of Jesus, let there be a reversal. Let there be a turning away. Baba, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we repent. We turn aside, oh God. The only kind of divine that we embrace is the divine that comes to the knowledge of Christ, is the divine that comes to the nature of Christ. Therefore, oh God, anything outside of the boundaries of the jurisdictions of Jesus. We reject them. We annul them. We renounce them. In the name of Jesus, begin to renounce, begin to renounce, begin to renounce anything out of the jurisdictions of Jesus. Words spoken, actions engaged in, the times you went to seek for answers and clarity. When Jesus was telling you, just be quiet and pray. Begin to renounce it until it is within the government of Christ. You, It is possible that you have opened a strange door. Begin to renounce in the name of Jesus. And if you are here and you have brought back things into your life that God had dealt with before, ah, begin to put it away. Right now, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we receive mercy. We receive mercy in the name of Jesus. We break every cord. We break every chain. We declare that we are repositioned in the goodness of God. Our kingdom that Christ has allocated for us will not be taken away from us the way that Saul lost his inheritance. In the mighty name of Jesus. Ah, we have made you too small in our eyes. Oh God, forgive us and we have believed in a lie that you were unable to help us. But now, oh God, we see our wrong. Heal our hearts and show yourself strong. And in our lives and with our song, oh Lord, be magnified, oh God, be magnified. Father, have mercy for every time that we did not believe that you could save and we took an alternative route, God, have mercy, forgive us. For every time, Lord Jesus, that we lost faith, and we fell into all kinds of words and we didn't even know that we were joining the enemy to raise incantations against the Holy One and his throne and his ways. Father, have mercy. We repent, Lord Jesus, and we step back into order, the order of Christ in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 If you've made that prayer this morning, I need you to just say a resounding amen. And I just pray for you that in the name of the Lord Jesus,
that God give you back the structure, the spiritual support, the spiritual structure that you need to stand firm in this season, the spiritual structure that you need to be in step with the Lord, that anywhere where you have lost the voice of God, I pray that from today you will begin to hear God again. As you go through this season of fasting, as you go through this season of prayer, that your spiritual ears will be opened once more in the name of Jesus. As you go through this season of consecration, that once again, God will restore to you your Samuels. God will restore to you teachers of the word, that God will cause your hearts to yearn for the truth of the gospel once again. In the name of Jesus, I pray that the Philistines that have gathered around you, that the threats in your life, as you grow in the divine nature of Christ, that they will become nothing, that their voices will be lower than reduced, that the oppression will become as nothing to you in the name of the Lord Jesus. And I ask by the power of the Holy Spirit that any kind of door that had been opened in your life through which the enemy was entering, infiltrating and bringing harm and causing shame and locking you up in repeated cycles, I say that today it ends in the mighty name of Jesus. Receive strength in your spirit. Receive capacity in your soul to stand and to withhold and to withstand the oppression of hell. In the name of Jesus, receive strength to do what is right before God. Receive strength to walk in the way that is right before the Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In this year, 2023, I say you shall be established. I say the borders and the jurisdictions of God's promises concerning you shall be established in the name of Jesus. It is your year of showing forth. It is your year of building the things that God has committed to you and build you will do in the mighty name of Jesus. Every area of your life is coming back into order. Every area of your being is coming back into order in the name of Jesus. As you have prayed these prayers, I say even your body is responding. Any part of your body that was marked by divinations, that was marked by spells, hexes, and incantations, I decree that they are falling away right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Every release of hell against your life, every spell-bound area of your life. I say the spells are breaking right now in the mighty name of Jesus. He that the Son has set free is free indeed. Freedom is yours by the power of the Holy Spirit. I say that you are hiding in Christ because you are now crying out for Jesus. You are hiding within the rock where no spell can hit you, where no enchantment of hell can reach you in the name of Jesus. I say the only divine that you will engage with is the divine life of Christ. Your atmosphere is protected I rebuke that tormenting spirit in the dead of the night that comes to you in the form of bad dreams, that comes to you in the form of nightmares. I say that that season ends in the name of Jesus as you have entered into a time of repentance, as you have entered into a time of dipping yourself in the will of the blood. I decree and I declare that your life is now open to the true divine of Christ. You are open to heaven. You are open to Zion to receive supernatural encounters with the Lord. In the name of our Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, because this is the day that you have made. We rejoice and we are glad in this day because you are God all by yourself. We receive the truth of your throne. We receive the truth of the truth of Zion. And we say, Father, make the radar of our spirit sharp 
to be able to pick any other signal that is not you so that we'll be able to distill and discern when a lying tongue of hell is being released against us in the name of Jesus. In this year, we walk in the divine nature of Christ and we are enveloped in the divine in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Remember throughout today, what you need to do is cry out for Jesus. Cry out for Jesus. Just keep crying out throughout today. Jesus, I want to know you. Go back to your Bible. If you have the Bible with the red prints, read everything that Jesus said. Go back and read prophecies about Christ. If there's any sermon you will listen to today, go and listen to sermons on Jesus, strong teachings on Christ, who the man called Jesus, everything about Jesus, cry to him. Because remember, the divine life comes to us through the promises in Christ. Now, the second thing you want to go and read about today are the promises that Jesus has made to you, the promises of God towards you. I know you may think these are foundational things, but I'm telling you that if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Many of us have not known the foundation. We are chasing for the lofty things in the ceiling. Go back to your foundation. Keep reestablishing your foundation. Keep rebuilding your foundation. Jesus is the foundation. Jesus is the roof. Jesus is the beginning and he's the end. So go back and read what are the promises of God to you. If possible, write down 10 promises with your hand. Take it, pen, paper, write it down. Write the Bible verses where God gave us promises. Write down the promises of God towards you. Also, as you are searching for Christ, and you are also writing the promises, speak the promises over yourself again and again and again and again. Let it rest in your spirit. Please make sure you do these things today because the Lord is moving you into any, we're just, we're just starting prayer. You understand? I've not, I've not, I've not even entered those places yet. So this is us, you know, carrying ourselves. you know, the way you carry a baby. Hey, that's how we're acquiring 2023. Very soon now, we'll just start combing the baby's hair. But for now, you just be rubbing the head small, small. Hey. So let us go back to these things um, because we need to shut the door before we have to begin to build and strengthen some other things. Let us make sure that we are within the parameters of truth so that all that God wants to establish in us, he can do so this year in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. And um, remember, keep praying for us. Pray for me. Pray for people of influence. Pray for prayer rain. Pray for Pastor Stephanie. Um, let everything that God wants to do be established in our lives. Um, also, give, give to us people of influence. Part of what we're trying to do is we want to raise everything we need for the year 2023. We want to raise it in the month of January. We have a huge budget of over $100,000. So give towards us. If you don't know how to give, ask. Ask Pastor Stephanie, Pastor Bambi. You know, um, there are different ways. I think there's a link. Give to support and to strengthen the ministry. You, I will share it with you guys tomorrow. I can't find it right now. But yesterday as I was studying, I found, as I was reading history, I found that um, there were a group of people that were raised, there's a name for it, there's a Greek name for it, and they were raised specifically in those days to support the church. That was what they did. And they were people of influence, power, wealth, and they had resources. And all they did was give to make sure that everything 
that the gospel needed um, was met. There's a name for them. It's a, it's a Greek word I'll, I'll share tomorrow. And there were many other things that were within that order, you know. And I said to myself, I said, that's such a beautiful system. How powerful is that? And these people knew that that was what they were called to do. And that was what they did. And so it made it possible for the gospel to spread quickly because they consistently met the needs. I pray that God will raise such people for this ministry for me as a minister so that at no point in time would we have to worry or to need and if you are one of those people please this is not the year to stand away from your office or your calling and I'm saying these things with my full chest why because it is an office and it's a calling and it's not me that institutes that the church should have to should run the way it runs it is Christ so I trust his wisdom that he leaves me to the gospel and there are some to preaching and teaching, and there are some people he raises for support. So if you are one of those people, please support. You know, reach out to me, reach out to Pastor Stephanie, reach out to Pastor Bami in whatever way God has empowered you to do so. And I believe that by the time this month is over, everything that we need, God would have richly supplied for the whole year. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Please stay fasting. The normal fast is six to six. If you can't do that, if you know you have a health challenge, please go according to what you can do. Um, you can even decide to do fruits. You know, um, maybe you take fruits if you know that you can't, your stomach maybe have ulcer or something. So fruits, but make sure you are staying away from food one way or the other. You know, also stay away from other things that you know are entertaining to your flesh. This is the month of consecration. And if you get tired or you get weary, reach out to somebody to support you, you know, but I know that we're going to make it through. We're going to make it through. There's always a reward for every time that we constrain ourselves so that our spirits will come alive. There's always a spiritual reward for it. So remember I said to you, give this month as a tithe to God and watch the Lord bless you for the remaining 11 months of the year. God bless you. God bless you. I love you. I'm praying for you all. I pray for this call before I get on it every time. And I know that the spirit of God is doing a mighty work in your life. If you have any testimonies, please make sure you share them. If the Lord has blessed you, touched you, healed you, restored you, share them. And I will see you tomorrow. God bless you. Have a lovely day. Pastor Stephanie, over to you. God bless you. Thank you, Apostle. God bless you, ma'am. Um, thank you, everyone, for staying with us. It's been such um, a powerful, it's, it's like a full meal we've had this morning. You know, um, Pierre, God bless you. Thank you so much. May the hand of God continue to strengthen you um, and increase you in wisdom and cover you and protect you and your family, your household, your ministry in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you to everyone that joined us this morning. We pray that every seed that the Lord is imputing in us, the seeds of his divinity, of his nature that he's sowing in us in this time, we will not lose sight of it. He will water it down by his spirit and by his word in the mighty name of Jesus. And it will bring forth increase. It will yield fruit in Jesus' precious name. 2023 will be the year of, in, of his manifestation in our lives. We will build godly systems. We will build institutions of righteousness. Our lives will be built up in the name of Jesus. The foundations of our lives will be reset even at this time as we sit and feast with Christ Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord Jesus, we just thank you 
because you introduced yourself to us amongst other titles. You said you are the way, you are the truth, and you are the life. You are the way that we follow. You are the truth that we seek, and you are the life of divinity. You are the curriculum and the standard that we live. And Lord Jesus, this month, this season, this time, we would experience the way. We would experience the truth. We would experience the life of divinity in you and you alone in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for it is done, it is finished, and your name alone is being glorified. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. I've had an amazing time. I feel like I've taken a, it's like a holy bath, you know, a washing of God's word, and we look forward to everything that is lined up by God's grace. I've shared the link for us to give. If you'd like to give, we encourage you to give, partner with us. Please click on the links to give. Um, we continue tomorrow. Um, you'll, you will get your emails today. Those that had asked about catch up, you would find the recording in a few hours on YouTube. So you can replay over there, prayer in YouTube. Thank you all. God bless you. Um, share your testimonies. Like we said, send us an email. Let's know what the Lord is doing, what he has started. And any prayer requests that you may have, please send to us. Thank you all. Have an amazing day and see you same time tomorrow. Bye.